Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the channel. We need to straight into another review of a couple of teams here in the Cronulla Sharks and the Newcastle Knights. We have trial teams for the Newcastle Knights, so we'll go through that as well as we go along. But let's let's jump into the team makeup here as to what we think is going to happen. I've had a few questions on Will Kennedy, so we'll get into him first. At 377k, priced at 28, he is an interesting prospect, especially when you look at the start of his year last year. He had a lot of scores in the high 30s, uh, one in one at 40 there which included three tries out of the out of the seven games, which is nothing crazy, and that puts him at a, at a close to 10 point... That uh, puts him close to being 10 points undervalued at this stage. But then you look into, you know, some further games throughout the year, and he has a 13, a 2, a 15, 14, 9, and a 7 uh, to go along with a 54 finish. But, you know, for someone like him, priced at 28, I'd probably consider him if he was priced at... You know, near basement around 300k and, and 20 at a 20 average but at this stage yes he could make you a little bit of money but he's not going to be a keeper uh, and he's not someone that I'd be thinking about bringing into my team especially at this stage um, yeah there's, there's guys like Jermaine Asako I think who is at a very similar price and could do a lot better uh, and in a Sharks team that you know, should do okay this year but how they're going to go without Sean Johnson at the start for example um, someone like Sione Katoa had a, had a great season last year. Jesse Ramian is an, also an interesting option. He, uh, he looked pretty decent the other night in the All-Stars game, but priced at 32, it's, it's, you know, the question is what kind of upside does he have? You look at his scores, he's fairly consistent. He has a couple of scores under 20 in, in, with two 19s, a couple of 24s in there with a three in, a, in an injury-affected game. But... He's not someone that has tremendous upside in the in the sense that you know he scores a double and gets fifty four. You're looking for centers to to average to be averaging a, a fair few more tackles than what he is. He's in the low teens slash some under ten, um, and meters gain just over that hundred mark around 130, 140 average. So those type of players, if they're going to get a double, you want them to be averaging close to 15, 20 tackles and close to two hundred meters in in those types of games. He just he just doesn't get the tackle bust apart from two games here that you'd like for 
a strong centre in the NRL, especially being priced at 32 already and 431k. So he's someone that, yeah, he could do okay, but I think you'd want his price to drop a little bit before you think about bringing him in. Someone like Dugan we won't speak about because he just gets injured too much, even though he does play well you know, when, he, when he's not, but that's just too much of a risk. Malatalo is an interesting one. He's someone that came onto the scene last year and, and did really well. At, and at 433k might spark a little bit of interest from people just for the fact that, he, that he's a really good try-scoring winger. And you can see the games that he does score a try. He's up over 30 and with a bunch of games in 50, at, at the 50-point mark when he scores one or two tries there, which is really cool. But again, what we want to be thinking about in our wing fullbacks is not spending too much money on a winger and looking for more of the fullback types who have a few more ways to, to score points. They can score through assists. They can score through uh, the tackle bus running out of trouble. They can score through tries themselves um, and the inside balls off off the forwards, etc., and, and the wingers just don't have as many opportunities. So, you know, for him, he's not someone that averages close to 200 metres gained as well, so that's something that, that causes some issues. But again, just as, at an awkward price point for what we want to be looking at. We've spoken a fair bit about Moylan, and the big one for him is just getting him to stay on the park. Good thing with him compared to someone like Tex Hoy, when Ponga comes back, Tex should be out of the side. There's a chance he might end up on the bench, but that's probably not a good thing for you. For, your, uh, for his prospects anyway. So with Moylan, there's a good chance he moves somewhere else in the team. He could move to uh, the fullback position, but there's a, a decent chance he scores well without Johnson being there. Townsend's an interesting one that we want to speak about because he's he's going to take the majority of of, uh, of kick meters and, and controlling the play there. And you'll we'll see, as I spoke about in the last video, is... Between In 2019, between round 8 and round 13, he got scores of 35, 50, 54, 39, and 47, and really high kick meters there. And I'd expect similar, a similar average to that across the first bunch of games with Johnson out, and I'd, that would put him at around a 10-point discount to where he's at currently, but then you'd want to be getting him out of your side. So if you're happy with him being like a 4-5, to 6-round type of player in your team, then, then I'm happy for you to go with the Townsend, but... Yeah, that's then you just have another trade you have to bring in then because he's going to get back to averaging closer to 33 once Johnson comes back and takes over that that position there. So an interesting one to think of if, you, if you're thinking about Townsend and Moylan, their roles are going to change when Johnson comes back. Both of them will. So that might be something that you want to think about. And if you're thinking about both of them, maybe you try just the one at this stage. Uh, Hamlin Ueli is an interesting one. Uh, did score a bunch of tries and, and, and played really well last year. Took over... Andrew Fafida in the starting spot and is priced accordingly. So not too much to speak about with him. Let's talk about the other Bradley boy. We haven't we haven't said much about him yet at the Sharks there at 595. Just just merely for the fact that he's he's priced fairly high. Um, but you can have a look at his scores at the start of the year and and averaging very similar to what his brother will and and the reasons why we will be bringing in Jaden to our squad if he gets that 80 in a roll because his average is around 40. And then you can see he improves across the year. He has three games in a row where he scores a try, which is great. A few lean ones there where he, get, where he played one 60-minute game, a couple of 80 minutes for 30, which is not very good, but then finished the year nicely. Had a 67 in 80 minutes, just purely off base stats with one try assist. Um, and you can see he has a bunch of that in him. Like He's fairly crafty with the ball and is good at the, at the short passes and, 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 work, and working out which way the defender's going and passing accordingly, but... I don't see the upside with him. There's a chance he gets to closer towards a 50-point player, but he's, he's not going to be for me. 
Um, Aaron Woods, we want to talk about. Nakora has been a great cash cow in the past, but we're not going to we're not going to go with him this year just because he's priced too high and he's not going to be a, a season long keeper. Someone like Wade Graham again, really good when he's on the on the park, and one of those who's much better in actual NRL than he is in fantasy. Toby Rudolph is an interesting one to think about before we uh, we head on to analysing the bench. And we'll, we'll jump in there. He's, he's priced at 41. I had a really good season last year. When we brought him into our team, he was a basement price at 246. I, I was able to carry him for the first half of the season before before moving him on around uh, in round 11 or 12. I can't remember exactly. But did a great job for us and, and started a bunch of games in interchange. If he's going to be starting at lock, let's have a look at his last few games. So he's had 42 minutes with a try and a try saver for 51, 52 minutes for 43, 45 minutes for 34. And look, I'm expecting him to to score around where he's priced. I don't see much increase in his minutes, especially when you've got guys like Fafita, which we might talk about in a sec, who uh, has looks like he's dropped a lot of weight, obviously, and, and looked much better in the All-Stars game. So he might be able to get a few more minutes than he did last year, having averaged 38 minutes. So let's look at this bit, this bench uh, as as we see it now. And, and Aiden Tolman's going to be someone that, that's going to command a decent amount of minutes in the middle in the middle as well and could take a few away from someone like Hamlin Newelli. It also is going to depend how, how their teams are going in certain games. If they're really looking for defense, then you'd want someone like Tolman in the middle to shore that up. Um, if they're looking for a bit of flair, then, then Hamlin Newelli might play a few extra minutes, for example. But Tolman will be uh, look, uh, looking for a bunch of minutes, and Jack Williams probably taking some minutes off Rudolph in the middle there, which, which drops his, his upside. And for feeder, a bunch of people are talking about him at the moment, and if you just look at his these previous years he's he's one of our one of our NRL fantasy darlings as we like to call it, like the, the Corey Parker types where it was an absolute out and out gun and even look at scores last year 69 53 81 71s um, and each year when he when he does play decent minutes you know 50 to 60 minutes he is an absolute superstar in our game so if there's a chance that he gets back to that you can see last year he's had a bunch of games with the inter- interchange of really low minutes he averaged 38 minutes for the year with a, with a beautiful PPM of, of 1.08, which which is great. So if he can get anywhere close to the 50 minutes, then I think he has at least 10 points of upside. But it's just going to be where he gets those minutes and, and will he get that in this team, which is pretty well stacked with a bunch of forwards, especially with Tolman coming over. So we'll just look at the at the bench there. Oh, sorry, not the bench, the uh, the extras. We've got Sean Johnson obviously injured. Uh, sorry, out for the first bunch of weeks. We've got Nano McDonald, who's who's a chance to play uh, on one of the wings if he gets his chance. You've got Magulius as, as a backup for the for the back rowers. You've got Talakai, who did really, really well last year, but they haven't even got space for him in this predicted team list. Um, you've got Braden Trindle, who played some last year, and you've got Sherry, who's uh, still obviously out, suspended. So um, in regards to this team, really stacked, I think, in, in the in the back row and you've got someone like Connor, Connor Tracy who will come on and, and play like that utility utility role Royce Hunt obviously I didn't mention as well he, he's another another big bopper that could garner some minutes um, if there are some injuries I think they'll just just do straight replacements and and just guys to follow off are going to be for feeder and time and what type of minutes are they going to get in this pack um, but the rest of it sort of speaks for itself it's, there's going to be a bunch of you know scoring changes once Johnson comes back um, but other than that let's move on to the Newcastle Knights so guys, just please uh, hit, hit like and subscribe if you're enjoying these. Let's keep growing this channel. Um, and please join that Discord group. That's the uh, link in, des- in the description. So moving on to the Knights, guys. We have, uh, we have their team there predicted, and then we have their trial team. So we'll have a look at the trial team. 
Phoenix Crossland's in at number six. Kurt Mann's going to come into that position. He, has, he had a family thing on for this current weekend, and, and there's no issues with that. Connor Watson's been named at 13. Barnett's at 12, with Lachlan Fitzgibbon being out for a while. So that gives Connor Watson a huge runway to average at least 50 minutes, I think, and and score really well and be one of the better cash cows along with guys like Jacob Little, etc. But you look at their bench, they've got Chris Randall on there at the moment, which could be bad for Braley, but we're going to have to wait until round one to see if they're going to actually use him on the bench and not have uh, Braley playing 80. If, if Braley's not playing 80 minutes, then I, think, I don't think he's a good option. He needs that 80 minutes to average 40 or just above and do really well there. Um, but yeah, there's not too much change in, in this team list here compared to what the predicted one is. So we'll jump back in here. We spoke about Tex. It looks like Ponga might not be out for more than three to four weeks, and I don't think that he's going to be a great option if that's the case. Someone like Bradman Best had an amazing start to last year and then fell away a little bit as the season went on and, and you know, did have an injury as, as well, but he's someone that I can see being one of the top three to four guns in the centre position this year, so he's probably someone you're going to want to have at some point across the year. Kurt Mann... The question is going to be how long is he going to get that position? Blake Green's there, and they played really well when Green played. So where will Kurt Mann play? That's going to be the question. There's a good chance he ends up on the on the interchange bench as the utility, and that would be an issue for his stocks in the game. Mitch Pearce, I had him at times last year. He's going to be a serviceable half in you know, sort of that 8th, 7th, 8th, ninth best half and, and not something you'd want to be starting with. Daniel Saifidi has done fairly well, and, and we'll, go through, we'll go through him there. But at 655k, he's not going to be one of the top guns. You know, priced at 49. He does score a bunch, uh, a bunch of good scores there. And you can see there's a bunch of overinflated minute games there, and then getting close to 40, closer to 40 minutes in a bunch of games at the back end of the year. So, you know, and did really well to to play Origin and score well in there as well. But he's not someone that's that's going to be your 50 to 60 point scorer each each night, night each day, uh, in in the team. Sorry for my language, but um. Yeah, so he's not someone I want to be speaking about and, and getting into my team too much. David Clem is an interesting one, just for the fact that he doesn't he's not going to be playing Origin. Um, but at 732k, he's already one of the gun mids and priced at 55. So he had a really, really good year last year, playing some really good minutes, over 50. Had a game of 80 minutes, which I doubt he'll be getting. But you can see in the back end of the year, playing really high minutes, closer to 60, but just did, just didn't score as well especially in the back end there, 39, 42, 39, and 47, which, which drops his price a little bit, um, considering he was averaging a little bit more than, than 55 throughout the year. But again, he's not one of the top, top, so I wouldn't be thinking about him too much in our teams. Mitch Barnett moving to the edge is a little bit of an issue for me. He played big minutes in the middle, and him moving to an edge is going to drop his uh, drop his price a little bit, and his scoring, I would say. We moved to someone like Tyson Frizzell, and he's someone that is priced at 55 already. And I, I don't see much upside for someone that's already played 80 minutes and had a really, really good year at the Dragons last year. They have a bunch of weapons, the Knights, and, and I, they're not, they're not going to have to go to Frizzell all the time. So I don't see him improving much from his 55. And, you know, he could be serviceable at some point in the year. But with him being someone who also plays Origin, he's going to be missing a couple of games in the year. And, and that's something to, to take into account as well when you're sorting out your team. Uh, we spoke about Watson. Awesome, awesome pickup if you can get 50 minutes with a, with a high PPM of, I think it's somewhere in the point eights, which we'll see. In the games that he wasn't injured. 
of course you're not going to go through it. We'll wait till that loads. Um, but then they got someone like Crossland on the bench. Is is in the predicted teams, and he could play that that utility role and you know possibly take some minutes as well. As we've got Chris Randall on there, so there's a couple of guys they can chuck on there, which I think Kurt Mann will end up getting that role eventually. Um, there's a little bit of a worry on Jaden Bradley's minutes now. Saifidi, Josh King, Suaso Su, not really big options. But you've got guys like Fitzgibbon, Blake Green to come back. Brody Jones played some time. You've got Ponga coming back. Shibasaka's a chance. He's he's playing on. On the wing this week with Edric Lee out, I believe. Yeah, so you got Toa and Shibasaka, but all not all not guys you want to be thinking about. Shiba played well in the uh, in the centres, but um, yeah, that's about all with this team, guys. There's not too many decent options apart from Brayley if he gets the 80 minutes. Um, Bradman Best is more of a gun later in the year, and Tex Hoy's a maybe at the start. Um, yeah, you've got Watson in there as a good option, so hopefully there's a couple of decent options, but. Nothing too crazy in the forwards or anything to to get excited about. So there you go, guys. That's my analysis on those two teams. Let me know what uh, let me know what you're thinking. If there's any guys that you have any questions about, please pop them in the chat there. Uh, and have a good one, guys. See you later. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.